And you're now listening to Talking Fimbas. What's up, what's up, guys? Welcome to our fourth episode. You know, we're still going on. We still strong. We still pushing. Yes. I have my girl Social Lee with me. I'm T Divine. I have Mr. Saint with me. And we have a very special guest, Mikwa L. What's up, what's up? Love it. She is an up-and-coming artist. Listen, her vocals are lit. And we will get into knowing more about her later on in our podcast. Now, our episode today is a job is a job regardless, and I'm going to hand it over to Mr. Saint so he can give us the tweet of the day before I continue. What's up, y'all? So here's the tweet of the day. A nine to five is really a seven to six if you add the time to commute, eat, and get it ready. Dot, dot, dot. This ain't a way to live. What do y'all think when you hear that tweet initially? I connect with it so much because that's my life right there. Like, that really is because I live in Queens. And then it takes me two hours to get to work. So I'm doing what? An eight hour shift and then four hours going to just commuting. So by the time I get home, for me to really focus on my time, I have no time at all. So I definitely resonate with that speed of the day. Yeah, I, I agree too. Like you said, I live in the Bronx. I work in Manhattan. Well, closer to Brooklyn. And um, that's why I don't care about being late anymore. If it's like a good 20, 30 minutes late, as long as I get there and I'm able to get the job done within <laughs> that time. No, if I'm able to get that job, the same amount of time that job done within that small frame, there should be no complaints. Because I don't know, I don't know, I, I know it sounds crazy. Y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. Right, he said 30 minutes. 30 I'm minutes. Good. It depends on the day. Sometimes, you know, you just wake up and that alarm clock hits and you be like, all right, let me get five minutes. And the next thing you know, <laughs> you're 30 minutes late. Hey, nah, I feel you. Like, but, the commute is crazy because I also work in the city, live in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. You, it's like an hour and change, and then you gotta be at work. By the time you come home, you look at the time, you like, oh shit, I gotta get ready to go to work tomorrow. You can't mm-hmm. even do anything for yourself, really. So it's like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, you only got that time of your commute to really, you know, gather yourself for work or release yourself to prepare to get ready to go to bed mm-hmm. and go back to work. So when I say that, a lot of people came into a lot of people started to be big on instagram like whether social media doesn't even have to be instagram and they're like oh become a business owner get your llc it's lit it's lit it's lit so i want to know is everyone fit to be a business owner because they are having being a business owner trend like crazy and i personally don't think it's for everybody and i personally feel like the people who are hyping it up, like, yeah, get your LLC, do this, do that, own your own business, stop working for people. That's a great idea. But what they're not telling y'all is how hard it is to actually get your LLC. Right. And they're not giving you the trials and tribulations when you are your own business owner. Right. They're just saying it like it's a walk through the park when it really isn't. So do you guys think being a business owner is for everybody? I personally don't believe being a business owner is for everybody. Um, Cause I've owned a couple, I, I've tried opening owning a couple of business um, before, and it's a lot of work to it. Like you said, you got to think about LLC, you got to think about your customers. Um, depending on you know the business, you got to think about inventory, cost, copyrights, um, copyrights, copyrights, yeah, and building the team. And um, I feel like I think I was talking to my brother about this um, yesterday. I think. 
you know, especially now with social media, where we have this mindset of like you can get on your own opportunities for um, ourselves and where we can make money together. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I see what you're saying, but I feel like everybody can be a business owner. I think that's the disconnect. Of course, because everybody can be. That's what I'm saying. When you say, oh, like, whether or not we can be fit, I think they can be. It's just that, honestly, a lot of the public schools and the institutions that we have, they're kind of meant to just follow and do what you're told. Right. So a lot of people don't have that um, that backbone to really dedicate time to, you know, navigate on what they want to do with their business. So in terms of, like, having a team, yeah, it makes sense. Like, having a team makes it easier. But in terms of can everybody do it? Yes. Yeah. Do they have the resources? No. It so for me it's like do you have the work ethic to be a business owner because when you're a business owner you're working around the clock there's no breaks there's no one hour lunch there's no um vacation hours especially when you're independent exactly owner. there's no personal hours none of that you're working around the clock that's what i mean when like is everybody fit for that and not everybody is fit for that there's some lazy people and then that's why i feel like social media is making it seem like it's a walk through the park but it's not so, for example, I'm reading a book, a really good book by Steve Harvey. Mm -hmm. It's called Act Like a Success, Think Like a Success. And what he says in it is, so failure is a huge part of succeeding. 85% of small businesses in this country fail within the first one to two years. That is straight out of the book from Steve Harvey, and it's true. You're a small business, you're bound to fail. You got to learn how to, you know, bring in your clientele. You got to learn how to keep your clientele. And also as a new business, you have to learn how your business is going to work mm -hmm. with the demographic that you're in, mm -hmm. the, ge um, the geographical area that you're in. You got to understand that and make that happen. And he also said that he will never, he said not only him, but he said anybody who's wealthy, any rich person, because you need investors to get your business up and running. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can do it on your own, but you're going to need investors to help you. Right. And he said, no investor will ever invest in a business that didn't fail at least twice minimum. Mm. Because that means that they, they're thinking of their dream, they're keeping their vision alive, mm -hmm. and they want to keep going. Right. Mm. If you only failed once, that means you're just somebody who's trying to do the get-rich-quick scheme, and you right. think that having your own business is going to get you there, right. and it's not. You need to fail to succeed. I, so, so, I'm sorry, no. but he's saying, if you didn't fail twice, you're never going to get invested in. Right. They need to know that you have that work ethic and that you're going to keep on going. You're going to keep on trying to get your business to where you want your business to be. Right. I think also... But I'm, I'm probably going to contradict what I just said earlier. I think it all boils down to how we define business. I feel like we still have this definition that stems from a capitalistic white perspective of what business and how business should be conducted. And I feel like once you learn how to define business and what business means to you, and you're making sure that you're doing work that aligns with who you truly are. Yeah. Then, like you said, everyone is able to do it. Mm -hmm. I think it's for everybody. Like, everyone is a creator everyone has something within itself to be able to provide and um make money for themselves not having to rely on other people i just think like a lot of people they're just trying to my problem is with people is that they they're trying to hop on what's the trending the bandwagon mm -hmm. what's hot exactly. no one's really doing anything that's really in alignment with who they truly are so i feel like it boils down to really knowing yourself what it is that you truly want and then all those opportunities open up to you 
Um, it's perfect that you said that. Um, so our next question is, what made being a business owner become a trend? And I feel like it. So there's different things that I feel that became a trend. It became a trend because people are tired of working under somebody. People are tired of those long commutes. Mm -hmm. They have no personal time to themselves. Um, all those rules, regulations they got to follow. The demands. I'm working five days a week to only get 48 hours to myself. That's bullshit and things like that. But also, you have people... It became a trend because people think that's just easy flowing money coming in. Right. And one thing I definitely want to say is buying bulk from Amazon or eBay is not a business, baby. Stop doing that. That's <laughs> that's that's illegal. You can get sued for that. And that's all I see popping up on Instagram. Mm -hmm. People who buy bulk from Amazon, eBay or wherever, Etsy, Wish, whatever the fuck they're buying it from. Mm -hmm. And they're just reselling it, like adding their own little two cents to it. Like, right. yeah, let me just add this, that and third to it right. and then selling it out. You know, you could get sued for that. That's not a business. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. That's called scamming. <laughs> in, in terms of like what also kind of like really made it trendy, I would want to say 2020 because a lot of stuff went down in 2020 and... um. Mm -hmm. And yes, we're going to bring color into it because everybody want them want to make their own business because, you know, I think everybody stepped back and was like, yo, all these Caucasian corporate people are making so much money. So a lot of people kind of looked at their stuff and was like, you know, I want to make my own black owned business. So, you know, we had the Black Lives Matter movement. We had the Blackout Tuesday movement. And that was supposed to be, you know, kind of the the day out of the week where we kind of support businesses that are black owned. And I think a lot of people were tired of putting so much money in these, you know, well-known brands like Gucci, Louis Vuitton, even H&M, because H&M, I think a lot of people got tight with H&M because a lot of the advertisements were very racy. Racy, and, and what I mean by that, you had like a little black boy wearing this shirt that had this monkey print on there. Mm -hmm. And of course, that has a lot of negative connotations to it, you know, based on history. The coolest monkey in the jungle. The coolest the monkey in the jungle. Yep, that the was the link. That was the actual line that they used. And a lot oh, of people got really no. upset. So a lot of people was like, you know what, F this. I'm not putting no more money into H&M mm -hmm. or Forever 21 or, you know, Ralph Lauren. Mm -hmm. um, I want to make my own businesses. And you have, like you said, last episode, we had Tefra, which was a black, <laughs> a black owned business making their own cute little tote bags. And of course, other corporate like um, um, guests, guests want to hop on a bandwagon to take a piece of ours. Um, and it's a little annoying. I think that's why everybody was like, listen, go make your own business. This is the mm -hmm. only way. You working a nine to five, you're not going to have that money that you need in the future. That 401k right. you're going to rely on is not going to be there for you because the economy is very um, iffy, right iffy right now. It's that's, very moving. That's his period. The economy is always up and down. Yeah. I think kind of like what you said, um, I think social media just gave people exposure to the fact that, you know, you can create something that's yours right. and you can make money off of it. I think... That's what a lot of that's why it's such a trend, quote unquote. And I think everyone just has that natural desire of wanting ownership, you know. Yeah. Whether it be a business, whether it be creating a family, a home, you just want to have something of your of your own. You know what I mean? Um, like you said, because this in our world, you know, there's so much going on. Like mm -hmm. anything can be taken from you at any time exactly. if you don't own it, especially if you don't own it. Mm -hmm. And I think like it kind of boils down to what you said, Tisa said. I think a lot of these. Um, people who are starting business, they're not really starting businesses. They're starting, um, what do they call it? Quick, uh, just, quick money. Quick money. Yeah. Just quick money. And that's my, I think that's what the issue is. It's like, if you're going to have a business, 
mm-hmm. all for quality. Right. And make sure exactly. it's something like I said, it's something that you're that you're truly aligned with. So that way you are offering the best, you know, and you're offering something new. Cause we seen the same shit. Wigs, eyelashes, um yeah, Exactly. Yeah. I'm not saying wigs and eyelashes. Oh, that's pretty much it. It. <laughs> the eyelashes, they also buying that shit in bulk. And exactly. All right, like you're right. really for people, but you know this. But I, I respect that people took the pandemic because the pandemic is when it all started. Mm-hmm. You, know, you think we, so? People, yeah, people got locked in their homes. I and think it was way jobs. I think it was way before the pandemic we started seeing. But I think, I think definitely the pandemic heightened it because yeah, heightened people it had time to I really mean. dedicate. Yeah. To they also had home. time, but also my, my motherfuckers were losing jobs, and it's outside of you know business owners on social media. Business is changing regardless because of the pandemic because a lot of businesses are no longer relevant like if you say takeout industry went way off you know what i mean delivery industry even the restaurants Actually, had to find a way money yeah even oh. the way they had to like um like uber uber and lyft they're making more money than actual restaurants who own the shops you know what i mean yeah. the restaurants aren't making that much money but uber is if that makes sense you get yeah, what i'm trying to say yeah you had your favorite restaurants that had to you know who didn't deliver now right. delivers yeah. and now they tight they're like damn i wish i would have thought of uber because now i'm giving all my money off to uber mm-hmm. they making more money than i am <laughs> but you know also um it's a good point that you bring up but just to go back onto that the eyelashes the ordering an ample amount i look at it as like listen you have a lot of um companies a lot of white people that are making so much money from these lashes and hairs that black women wear and asian and asian so it's like listen they making so much money off of me even though there's probably a thousand brands f it i'm gonna start selling eyelashes too so like also even though yes it kind of be like a lot of people kind of hopping on the bandwagon but also it's kind of them feeling empowered to you know what yeah, like, let me make let me get my own let me i'm buying so much eyelash i'm spending so much money let me start selling it and send it to my of people of course and for me there's nothing wrong with that i feel like but how do you use that opportunity to elevate your actual business don't just say don't be Stuck in selling and eyelashes, yeah. selling bulk, build like, a whole brand. Yeah, like don't be stuck in selling a whole bulk because it's not yours. Fine. At the end of the day, like you said, because exactly. you you still the people who have ownership of mm-hmm. the actual products and resources mm-hmm. are the whites, are the Asians people. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, my people, you can buy the bulk, but do it the right way. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. you can't just buy those people's product and then sell it without them knowing. Mm-hmm. That's an entire lawsuit. Okay. I don't want my people to have an entire lawsuit for right. just trying to make money for mm-hmm. themselves. Right. You do have to connect with those people and get a partnership. You got to get the okay do it the right way. to do do it exactly. Do it the right way. There's a whole blueprint or to go this. to the wholesale market like you gotta actually, yeah, use yeah. those resources that exactly. are actually exactly. Shit, learn how to make, learn from them, and see what the fuck they doing, and make your own little mm-hmm. fucking factory of lashes and, <laughs> and, and wigs and shit. Thank you, T. Devon, for that. And it, what it sounds like is, you know, you need a lot of time to dedicate to your hobby or your business if you're really gonna get it the right way. And it was so much time that you dedicated to your own business. It's like, all right, you know, your business is still continuing to grow. You're not making that income yet, so you're still working your nine-to-five job, but your nine-to-five job is taking so much of your time. So the question I have for you guys is, to what extent do we balance making a paycheck and pursuing our vision? What do y'all think about that? Um, so it's crazy that you brought that up because what I was just thinking is how you balance that out is you use your time that you have at work, take that time off, 
and dedicate that like stuff. Like a vacation and personal hours? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And dedicate that stuff to your vision. Dedicate that stuff to your dreams. When you get off of work, as soon as you clock out on your way home, think about your dreams. Think about your vision or whatever you're working on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, focus on that as you're on your way home. When you wake up, focus on that. So outside of the hours that you work, just pay attention to whatever you want to do for yourself to elevate yourself and move forward if you want to get out of work so i found i well i came across something on instagram a post which is funny as hell that says my job announced the passing of one of my coworkers and announced her position was available in the following email literally 35 minutes later moral of the story use your vacation time your sick time PTO, and last but certainly not least, always put yourself first. Hallelujah. Yeah, amen to that. So don't break your back for a business that's literally going to replace you within two minutes of your passing or two minutes of you getting fired or two minutes of you getting hurt or sick where you can't even come in anymore. Yeah, I think I think that's true. I think it's really important to set boundaries with the job that you're working at because, like I said, when I all my jobs I've ever worked has been part-time. And the, re- the reason that being, I always let, even if I'm out at school, mm-hmm. if I'm out in school or I don't have something going on outside my life, I let them know, hey, I'm in school or right. I got an internship. So that way they know, like, when it comes to certain things, as far as hour-wise and stuff like that, be fair. Because if you, if they know that not, you have nothing outside of your life, but this they're job... They're going to take advantage. They're going to take advantage no, of no, you. No, 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 Fuck all of that shit. I got a personal life. I'm a human being. So... You giving me the job or not? You right. said I work what time? Nine to five? Well, guess what? You have me from nine to motherfucking five. Right. Not before, not after. But you know what's this- so funny about that? It's also like politics. So I get in terms of like what you say to your boss, but right. what you think in your head. Because it's so true. The thing is like, your boss will ask you, oh, hey, can you stay over for this extra hour? <laughs> no. Can you come in? And then if you say no. They start moving funny. They start moving funny. They well, really that's do. their problem. It is their problem. But that's my point. It's like, why do you have to, why do you have to get penalized for saying no? Right. Why do you have to get penalized for, you know, having your own voice? That's true. Exactly. No, so, but like the way I just try to go about it, it is like I said, I'm I I go into a space where okay, I'm working part time and I make more time for this for the things I want to do mm-hmm. rather than the things I don't really want to do. And on um, me, I'm in a fortunate position where I don't have to pay bills because I live with my parents still, mm-hmm. and I'm young, so I still have that time to think about what it is that I truly want. And um. Yeah, I think you just you gotta make time for what it is that you want and know yourself. A lot of people can, you know, work that full time job and then go back home and work on that that project or that stuff right. at home. A lot of people can't. I'm I'm that I'm 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 that people. <laughs> I know myself like I energy I, energy. I'm very already aware of my energy. Like right. I, there's only but so much energy I have um in certain spaces. So I know how my body works, how my mind works. So I just make time for myself. According to point blank you period, point blank period. Stop breaking your back and busting a sweat for a company that's literally gonna replace you within seconds. Now, but wait, how do you find time? Though I know you saying make time, but a lot of people you you can say make time. I'll tell myself, hey, I'm gonna make time this weekend. I'll get home and it's already twelve o'clock. I'm ready See, on the next day. Now, now that's what up was, to you. It is up to me. So what I what I started to do. In terms of um, finding little tips that actually helps me, I bring my laptop to work. 
Um, I get an hour break a day, mm -hmm. and I know that the hour that you guys get is honestly the time for it you to relax mm -hmm. and to kind of like breathe because work can be a little exhausting. But use that hour to just dedicate mm -hmm. to your goals. Like I, you know, I take my laptop to work and I'm editing that podcast. I'm searching other jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm trying to use that time that I have to really dedicate to um, uplift myself. I use the company computer to search for other jobs. <laughs> Period. <laughs> That's gangster. <laughs> but uh, but I think is like you got to know yourself mm -hmm. and also push yourself. Know yourself. Know your worth, nigga, or whatever Drake said. Because you wanna you wanna grow and you wanna um, live outside the you know your current reality, which is working at this job. And you want more for yourself, but you also got to take take into account, you know, your energy um, and how much time you have. And you don't want to um, push yourself to the point of like you're just mentally drained. Yeah. So if you know, like, bam, I got twelve. I work twelve hour twelve hour shift. And I'm working six days out a week. Let me start off slow by giving myself like a I commit to one hour. I don't know, three three times out of the week to work on whatever it is that I want to. And then continually just push yourself more and more and more to do more. And then maybe like, okay, now I, now I see my ideas coming to fruition. Maybe this is going to require me to take um, remove one day out of my schedule because you still got you know responsibilities and shit like that. Yeah. But I think it's about just pacing yourself, not being too hard on yourself because everyone doesn't have the same amount of time or responsibilities that you have. So you just got to think about yourself, know what it is that you want, and like I said, know yourself and push yourself. Well, we all have the same 24 hours in a day, baby. No, don't say that. Yeah, I hate that because I heard someone say I don't like, like that, that 24 hours in a day. Listen, you, but we do, but my thing is we say, we're no, all listen, it differently. no, listen, let me tell you something. I seen that, I seen that meme. It said we have 24 hours a day and it was quoting white men. Yes. And I know it may not matter, but a black person has yes. a different 24 hours than a white person. Yes. So you may, yes, we have 24 hours, but I have a whole set of different Obstacles and responsibilities. Like, but that's, but that's the point. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. How are you going to use your 24 hours for yourself? I, I, I get what you're saying, but, yeah. no, but the way the way it's said, it's said as if like you can't do it, right. I can do it too, right? So we have the one and only Mikwa L here. Hey What's girl, up? hey, hey girl, hey! Thank you so much for joining us. Um, she Thank has you for a having me. Yes, we are so happy to have you. We have a single out, no smoke. No so we're very smoke. excited to no hear you smoke. and how it got you from this point and what you took to get to this journey. So, um, before my single No Smoke, I have, I've been through a lot with different um, management, different situations, like girl groups that I was a part of. Mm. Um, Spicy. And just like a bunch of different people being involved in my career, um, like an A&R that I was dealing with. Uh, and I had to go through those things to finally reach the point where I'm, I'm confident in who I'm working with now mm -hmm. and they have my best interests and it's just like a, a give and take kind of relationship which is what I've been yearning for and it's just it's really good now right. yeah so how was that dealing with all that stuff like you said as far as you know finding your way in the street while like working yeah. a regular job were you working like a regular normal job I, time? I actually was a CNA um, in a pediatric hospital and it was a 12-hour shift five days a week it was not easy but I made a way because I love doing what I do. Right. Um, there will be instances where I would be in the studio from, I would say, 5 p.m. And then we'd be out of the studio at 3 a.m. in the morning, go straight to work for the next day for 6 a.m. Boss life. So that means you, you're you one of those people who can 
break work night that and then do it all do it all yep because i mean i've seen it as um development for myself and i just love doing it like wait so how many hours you work per week then so it was um 36 hours a week about hours yeah and yeah you work 36 hours a week so yeah. how much time did you dedicate I dedicated a lot because every day after work, I would go to rehearsals. I would go to the studio. Like there was not a day that I was not in the studio right. or in rehearsals after work. So I had no sleep. It was really hard. I had no other life. Like the job was taking up everything for me mm -hmm. and I could squeeze in what I could squeeze in when I can. So, um, that's a lot that you it was a lot. Me. Yeah. It was stressful on my body. It's like, yeah. like, how did you deal with the stress and mm -hmm. you know, all the obstacles you're facing? Um, I feel like I was on autopilot because it was just the high, the high of it all, uh, feeling like I was going to make it. So yes. like, it was all worth it. <laughs> and like, it just was like, yeah, whatever. We going to get it. We going to get it. That's just the mentality. Studio life. Yeah. So I have a question. Do you believe entrepreneurship is for everybody? Nah, it's not because some people are okay with being employees. Some people are okay with being the person that answers the phone for the the boss so you know what i'm saying like there's there's people have their roles in life mm -hmm. and um if you're not comfortable with being a boss don't do it because you're not going to be happy and you're going to get burnt out and um you don't want to burn out exactly. it's not worth it so <laughs> trying to keep up mm -hmm. what pushed you to say hey i'm gonna fucking sing yeah i'm doing, doing it for this a minute thing. yo <laughs> i used to love watching that's a raven mm -hmm. Disney Channel. Disney Channel. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> Disney Channel made me feel like I could do everything. Like, I wanted right. to be a dancer, a singer, an actress. I wanted to do it all. And um, growing up in a Jamaican, Trinidadian household, we were always dancing, whining. My family's a singing what? family. Right. Singing family. have an uncle that sings. Um, so I just grew up around that, and it inspired me to become a singer as well. And then when I found out that I actually could sing, like, when I was younger, I had a little tune. I could sing a little tune, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I ran with that. I was like, I'm a singer. I want to sing when I get older. But you know, you're also an all-around entertainer. Like, mm -hmm. I've seen you dance. <laughs> I've yes, seen you whine. <laughs> really, <good. laughs> I've seen you. I've seen you act. I've seen mm -hmm. you do theater. Like, how do you combine that into, you know... In the future, I definitely would like to do Broadway. Um, mm -hmm. So I definitely want to combine all those things together. How do I do it? Mm -hmm. Because I believe it was seeing people on stage doing that on Broadway. Yeah. It really it really inspired me. So I'm like, if it could be done. So right. it could be so done. I'm going to do it. Right now, are you currently um, working a regular 9 to 5? Or are you just solely committing yourself to, you know your your dreams and your talents um this is a weird a weird situation in my life right now um i got laid off due to the pandemic yeah um You're getting out unemployment though i'm getting an unemployment period. check okay and i am not ashamed this is my money coming back to me that <laughs> i worked for period um it's a, it was a weird transition for me because i'm happy that i have more time mm -hmm. but i feel like What's next? What am I going to do to support my career? Right. I don't want to be on unemployment for the rest of my life. Right. Mm -hmm. um, do you but it's a bittersweet moment because I have so much time to myself. So see, that was the yeah, question I was going to ask you. That. So I'll say with all this time that you have more now, like, do you do you feel that pressure? Like, damn, now I got to do more. I do. Yeah, yeah. And I hate it. 
I hate feeling like I got to do more because it's like you can make yourself go crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I have to sit down and see what I'm doing. Like, okay, I just did this. I just did that. Like, calm right. down, relax. Who are you trying to impress and who are you trying to hurry up for? Right. That's a good point that you bring up because I know a lot of people, they feel like, oh, shit, I'm not doing so much. Sometimes you may feel like you're comparing yourself, but also you got to take these moments to step back and really appreciate all that you have done because you really have achieved a lot yes. in just one year. Girl, Thank you was you. on a song with Little Mama. Thank you. Come well, on. Like, no, I, I, I'll tell you that all the time. Like, Little Mama was our childhood. You know, that's our childhood. So, like, to be featuring a song in a video with her, yes. that's a yeah. big deal. And then you came out deal. with a whole album with... You know, with the girl group and like the album was that was a great body of work. Even Thank though you. it didn't last that long, but what you did at that time was, was like a amazing. Project, That's a yeah. thing. And you continue on. So say it again. Sometimes people are better solo. Period. It is what it is. Now I want to know how are you? How do you want to you know separate yourself from other artists out? How are you gonna make yourself unique? Oh, how are you from- unique? Mm-hmm. I'm unique because I'm myself. I mean, there I can't be no one else. Um, there's only going to be a certain amount of people that's going to resonate with who I am and mm-hmm. going to see how I'm different. I mean, I can't tell you how I'm different, but I'm just going to be who yeah. I am and then see how that folds and I mean how that uh unfolds and unfolds. Yeah, no, it's good. And um, yeah, like it's about I'm just showing up myself. Yeah, just showing up and doing what I got to do and doing right. it to the best of my ability, and that's it. What's your style? What's your sound? Uh, I'm an R&B, soul, pop, um, drill. Drill. <laughs> yeah. Let's get it. <laughs> you know, you have that song that you just released, No Smoke, all right? And that song is popping. We yes. are going to play it for y'all, so stay tuned. What was the process for that song? I hit up this producer, Point One. Um, I work with my amazing mentor, Mo Brown. She knows Point One, but I told her that I wanted a drill beat. So she hit him up. And um, he sent the beat over and I wrote to it. I was just like, uh, how would I feel if someone were to cheat on me? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I had like a scare. That's all I'm gonna say. Right. I was like, is this dude doing this? What I think he's doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm gonna write this song right now right. because he's getting me dumb tight. And I don't place. know right. where. <laughs> so that's how the song came about. And what is what, what made you want to like get into drill? Like have that sound with it? I just felt like um, no one would be doing what I'm doing right now, like singing over a drill beat. I think that's really weird and unconventional. Right. And I wanted to see how I could make it cool. I'm still experimenting with it. Great. And so, just real quick for our listeners, what is a drill beat? A drill beat is a beat that has a, a hard bass. Um, it reminds you of like Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, just think of Pop Smoke. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with so you are you releasing like a whole EP or album? EP. Okay, great. So with this e, um, EP, or is it going to be drill inspired, or are you going to be playing with like a bunch of different sounds? Do you like know exactly where you want to go with the EP? Right now, I'm feeling like it's going to be drill inspired, but um, because I'm experimenting, I'm trying. To, I'm gonna see where I'm gonna go with this. I'm gonna mm-hmm. see where I'm gonna take it. Nice. Listen, we excited to see where you take it. All right. But thank you for joining us, Miko L. We definitely appreciate you sharing your personal journey and process. Now, you guys can listen to our new hot single on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, and more. And check out her Instagram page at M-I-Q-A-A-E-L underscore T-L-K Infamous.
I don't play about you, nigga You tryna make the news, damn You face got your food You ain't the only one nothing to lose Send my head to see your house, that's a body count I'll make a way for ya See what you about, playing dumb is out Ain't no way I'ma stay with ya Come on boy, you don't want no smoke Don't act brand new in front of your bros You got the right one, baby I'm so done, can't you see? You know my body You so out of line, no G I can't fuck with ya It's the childish games for me You're doing the most, baby You're doing the most, yeah Doing the most, baby. You don't want no smoke. Doing the most, baby. You doing the most, yeah. You doing the most, baby. You don't want no smoke. Just know you fucking with that bitch, baby. Oh no, don't run from it. You know you seen it coming. Hand on the trigger, got that itch, baby. Oh now you really done it. Now you gon' miss my loving, yeah. Baby, you don't want no smoke